Welcome to the 6AM Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6AM Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6amrun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the 6AM Run Podcast. I am your host, Mark Paisant. Always a pleasure to have you a part of the show. As always, the show is brought to you by 6AM Run and 6AMRun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. I don't know where you're at, where I'm at. It's starting to get, well, it's fall. It's not starting to get fall. It is fall. Um, Grass has gone dormant. The leaves are the nice colors. It's a little chillier in the morning. I think I woke up to 46 this morning. So, um, but head over to that website, look at the gear. We got some good stuff for you. But as always, we have a great show for you today. We have Kelly Majdan, that is M-A-J-D-A-N. And I I would tell you what we're going to talk about, but I feel it's going to be a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about, of course, health and wellness. We're going to talk about getting through obstacles. We're going to talk about probably a little bit of stress relief, a little, you know, all that stuff. And with a dabble of running in there. So Kelly, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go and introduce yourself for our audience? Thank you, Mark, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here for sure. Yeah. So yeah, Kelly Majden, uh, company's Power Through Wellness. Uh, I'd like to say I'm a recovering financial advisor and I'm now a board certified health and wellness coach. And for years I've worked with corporate 401k plans, uh, doing financial coaching and education with the employees and helping them run their plans. The, the, the companies run their plans and always had health as a side burner. When uh, what I noticed by working with folks for so many years that there's two major things that really are a an inhibitor and a detractor to their later years in their retirement or whatever they decide to do, it's how healthy they are and how much money they've saved. And honestly, the health has a bigger impact than the money because it puts such a drain on their finances if they're not healthy. So going through a few challenges ourselves, my my husband had brain surgery in 2014 and it really focused, we were in our early 40s and it just really focused us in on our health and few years later, I guess, I kind of figured out how do I merge these together? And this is where Power Through Wellness came came about. And I, I'm always a big, well, first of all, let me ask, is, is your husband doing okay now? Yeah, he is. We've, we discovered that he had a pineal gland cystic mass sitting in the middle of his brain. And that's a story in and of itself. But what we have learned now is what was partially causing that. Besides the fact the cyst was going to grow anyway, he also has an auto, it's an um, a neuro, it's a, it's a muscular, neuromuscular autoimmune issue called Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome, LIMS for short. And that's what really actually caused some of his double vision, which led us to find the cyst. And what really, what, so he's doing good, but that's part of also why health is such an important part because we have to keep him moving. So that's another big driver for everything that I'm doing. 
And, I, and I'm glad to hear that. And, and one of the things that, not one of the things, well, I guess one of the things that I've, I've really honed in on the last few years, because you know, I'm in my 40s now, and, and merging things that we thought in the past didn't belong together. And whether that's mental health and physical health, whether that's our um, interpersonal relationships and our, you know, our work relationships, things like that, or whether it's financial health and physical health. Um, and I think, first of all, let me say, if any, any parents, if anybody, if you, any young adults are listening, the first job you have, if they match your 401k, I don't care how much it is, like, put, put money in there. That is free money. That is free money. Please. All right. Enough of that. But- exactly. Yes. Do that. Do what Mark just said, please. Do I mean, it. It's like the company's willing to give you money. Go grab it. Oh, go grab it. And, <laughs> and I, I tell you what, they don't, they don't really do pensions anymore. So if you have a chance to get free money, uh, and think about it this way. Like if, if your neighbor came to you and said, hey, whatever amount of money you put in the front of your house, I'm going to add 3% to that, or I'll match it up to 3% of this much. Like you'd be like, Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get free money. Like, look at it, like, look at it that way. Um, yeah. and then don't touch it. So, yeah. um, but <laughs> that's, the <harder> part. <laughs> that's the harder part. That is the harder part. Uh, the first time you touch it and that tax bill comes like you'll, you'll learn. Um, yeah. but so tell me this, like, you know, I, the financial services is, can be lucrative. However, it can be stressful. Um, it can be one of those things that a lot of people don't know much about until they have zeros across the board in that bank account. They're like, "Hey, Kelly, what happened?" They tell me, and they want to they want to learn about it then. But like, why doing that for so long? Why why make the change? Why say I want I, I don't want to do this anymore? Or maybe you didn't say I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe you just said I want to do something different. Like why make that change? Uh, it's a great question. I appreciate that one. It was you know it was a long time coming to try to figure out what I really you know where I wanted to be and where I wanted to spend my spend my time so to speak. It really was. I sit down and I do one on ones. I still do them with some of my old clients. Uh, and meet with people. And again, health has always been a, kind of a back hobby. I've always worked on our health and did everything I could while traveling like I did. And what I, I just kept thinking, okay, it's our behaviors. It's our behaviors that drive our negative or our, our lower bank accounts. It's our behaviors that drive our health. And it's our behaviors to so many things and our thoughts that really have a negative impact. I always sit there and say, it's the same thing that makes your belt line big, makes your debit card huge is your behaviors. And I kept trying to think, well, there's gotta be a way to merge these two together. There's gotta be a way to help people on both fronts and bring what's been my own personal journey into the whole aspect with what I have done with my corporate life all these years. So I was, I did a lot of research and I was looking and I came across this certification process, which is pretty much brand new since 2018, was to become a, a board certified health and wellness coach. I'm like, okay, well, what does this take? And so I did a lot of research on that and I decided the fall of 2019 to go back to school because you had to go back to school to do kind of like an accredited health coaching certification and then you could sit for the boards. And through all that process, I started, believe it or not, March 2020, my uh something my something gladness. was going on something was something going else. on in the world that I, I can't 
I don't know what it was, but but go on, go on. Yeah, something was going on. Which actually, the timing—I don't, you know—I don't know where people are from a God perspective. But I'll tell you, it was just—it was perfect because I was traveling. I was putting thirty thousand miles on my car every year, traveling to see all my clients. So that all of a sudden became like a huge stop, which was in a way great because I had twenty hours of studying I had to do every week. So I just kind of swapped what I was doing during that period of time. But I learned so much, and I learned so much about what what's going on with our behaviors, with our mindset, with our thought process on how we change in our health. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so much of this relies over as well to our finances. But the the biggest thing that I've also discovered recently as well, or through this whole process, was the main thing we don't do. The biggest thing we don't do is we encourage people to do a financial plan. And unfortunately, not a lot of people take that up, but at least when I think the stats, like 33% of people do that. We don't have a wellness plan. Like nobody really is really just said, okay, I'm actually going to strategically plan my wellness. I, I mean, I'm like, oh, I might run or I might, I might do my nutrition or I might go work out here or there or whatever the case, but nobody's actually put together a whole way of like, I'm actually going to be intentional with my wellness. And what we've found on the financial side, when you're intentional with your finances, you have a much better outcome. So why not? And why can't we be intentional with our wellness? You have, uh, that's, that's one of the, the words that makes my ears perk up when people use either intentional or intent, because, um, I even had somebody on the show, um, a, a few days ago, a few weeks ago that, you know, the wine that she drank, she figured out that she was just coming home and decompressing and drinking, but not being intentional, like enjoying it, like it enjoy and, and, but, you know, having, having that bank account and, or having that, I mean, we can go back and forth on the reserves that we have, whether it's a financial reserve we have in our savings accounts and 401ks and, and other th- and, and things like that, or the reserves we have internally with our, our, our health and fitness. Because, you know, I think, and, and I would love you to speak on this, I think this is why I have people like you on the show. I think one of the things that people don't get on the outside looking in when it comes to a fitness professional or someone who stays in shape is that person has learned to delay their gratification. Because you can't go for a run or you can't go to the gym and within a week's time have the body that you want. It just, it won't happen. It won't happen. The same way, the act, the absolute same way is that you can't just open up that bank account, open up that savings account, open up that money market account and say, I am wealthy today, today. Like you have to be intentional with the money you save, how you budget, and you have to be intentional with the amount of work you're doing or what work you're doing in the gym or on the road. So I'd love you to kind of speak to that, you know, dichotomy of that fitness delayed gratification and the wealth delayed gratification. Oh yeah, you are so spot on. I mean, really it is. And like for years doing education meetings with participants in 401k plans, you know, we we always talk about what's called dollar cost averaging. You know, you every day, every time you have that money coming out of your paycheck and going in, regardless of what the market's doing, like don't even think about it because the market does this up and down thing all the time. As you're you're averaging yourself in and you're letting that grow and it's just really it's doing two things. One, it's, it's creating that habit 
of having it come out and go in. And plus you're taking advantage of the ups and downs of the market. Well, if you think of it from your health perspective, I mean, I will tell you, like we, we train for obstacle courses. And in fact, we just finished the Spartan trifecta weekend uh, this past weekend. And it's every little deposit, every time you go into, whether it's your home gym or whether it's the box gym or boutique gym or wherever you go to do your workout, every time you do it, even if you feel great, there are some days you feel great. There are some days you just feel like crap. But if you just keep going in, it's those little dollar cost averaging, work cost averaging, or however you want to put it. I need to come up with a term with that. That would actually be really good. <laughs> that that really does it. It's, it's also the same thing with your choices. It's your choices when you are deciding what to eat. It's your choices when you decide what to buy. You know, it's all those little things that compound that have a huge impact. And I think too, that delayed gratification, there's so many people that, and we all do it. We by nature are lazy people. Like we're lazy. We don't want to have to lift a finger or do anything like that. Just sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix. That's like awesome, right? But we can't do that. So it's it's really fighting what's our inherent nature to be lazy and want something done immediately to saying, okay, I need to put in that hard time or the hard work or the delayed gratification knowing I'm going to eventually, I'm going to eventually have it. It's and hard to do. Yeah, it, it's very hard to do. But I want to put you on the spot again because there's a flip side to all this too. Because, um, you know, when it comes to money, um, it's it, we don't want to be that person that literally won't spend a dollar to make themselves happy. Like we don't yeah. want to just hoard it all and live in that one bedroom uh, apartment with a mattress on the floor. And this is this. I'm not going to spend anything on myself or my family. I'm going to. I'm all the money's going to come in. Come in. Come in. And at the same time, we don't want to be that person who literally won't ever eat that one slice of cake because we think it's going to, you know, make us fat or it's going to go against our, our, our meal plan or anything like that. So there has to be a balance. Like we want people to still enjoy their life, still enjoy oh, yeah. the money that they've made because, you know, what's the point of doing any of this if I can't go out and watch a movie and get popcorn when I want to, or I can't, you know, get my wife something nice or buy my kids a game that they want. Like, what's the point of doing all this if I can't, you know, enjoy that one bag of, of, of uh, gummy bears once in a while? Like, there's no point in doing all this if we're miserable doing it. So there has to be yep. that balance also. Oh, absolutely. 110%. I mean, that's where, you know, it's when I've trained, it's, like, it's really, it's kind of fun because I do it on both now the health coaching as well as what I did on the financial coaching was I always tell people like, you've got to have like three buckets. If you think of it from the perspective, you've got to have your long-term bucket that you know you're going to be saving in. And then you need your short-term bucket, which I always call the oh crap bucket because crap happens. You can call it something else if you want. We're going to keep it PC here today. but And then you have the in-between bucket. And that in-between bucket is where your fun is. It's where your, you know, your little mini baby projects for the house, maybe a little bit of college savings, a little bit of stuff. Like You have to enjoy the process. You've got to enjoy the journey. Like you can't just sit there and, and you know, there, and it is, it's a balance. I think more people have an easier time. Well, it's easier for us to get that instant gratification there's a few people who do like, well, I'm just not going to do anything, period. And I'm going to get it later on. I'm like, well, you know, you, you got to have, you do, you absolutely have to have that 
full on balance. But what that balance, it, it needs to, you need to define what that balance means to you. You need to define, you know, what's okay. And then uh, the biggest thing too, and I've seen this as well too, uh, just not the diet stamp on the diet and the debt standpoint, don't kick yourself too hard, but learn the lesson if you do fall off the wagon or give yourself, build it in to be like, I can fall off the wagon. This is my weekend to fall off the wagon and I'm going to really enjoy it. Like when you go on a vacation, you know, you're, you're, the point of it is to work to where you can get to that so you can completely enjoy the vacation. Not worry about what you're eating, not really worry about what you're spending, knowing that what you've, to a point, you know, there's, there's still guardrails, but the guardrails get much larger in that, in that case. But you have to know yourself. Like, that's the biggest thing. And that's what I work so hard to take people through the program is that you got to know, you got to know who you are. You need to be aware of where you are and aware of what it means to you so you can build that plan to get to where you want to be. You bring up a great point because I'm going to let people know right now that one of the things that irks me about some personal trainers is they will get on a video, they will get on an Instagram post, and they will say, hey, just because you're on vacation doesn't mean you can fall off the wagon. Here are ways that you can still eat healthy and do this and do this on vacation. And I'm like, don't, don't tell people that, please. I'm not one for telling you what to say and what not to say, but I was like, don't tell people that. Like, don't ruin their good times. Like, I was just on vacation for my kids' fall break, and I purposefully like didn't care about what I want you're I'm, I'm in a hotel I'm visiting friends I have my kids like we understand how you know necessity comes before hey can we find something high protein and, and low in carbs and can we find you know something? no my kids want to eat it they want ramen and they want pizza and they want steak and they want like we're on vacation be on vacation so that's I think that's a and one week we just talked about that balance one week of quote unquote unhealthy i'm using air quotes because healthy versus unhealthy is is total relatively it's relative but it's it's one of those things that we have to disallow people to just be happy because happiness is is that is is it is in health like that's why we hope people are, are are becoming happier with themselves when they live this life but you a lot of the work you do is dealing with obstacles um, and I like how you kind of go back and forth. Is, is that obstacle physical? Is it, on, is it an obstacle course? Or is it a, a mental obstacle? Is it a professional obstacle? Is it a life obstacle? So I, I kind of want, um, you know, first of all, talk about where Power Through Wellness, you know, came from the website and, and, and what people can see there. But how you, through this, you know, website, through the work you do, assist people with getting around through, above, under obstacles? How do you help, you help people with that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going to touch on one thing about what you said about sure. happy because I think that's mm. so important. I don't want us to kind of completely go away from that one just yet. But what people have found in actual research studies, behavior studies has found that if you are so dogmatic and hold on to something too tightly, you, you actually will eventually fail at it. So if you can let go and just enjoy the time and realize that you will realize that you can enjoy the moment you will be able to get back to your your structured health and nutrition and your finances once that moment is done if you just truly let yourself enjoy it and not 
get home and beat yourself up going, oh, I shouldn't have done all that. Or, oh, I, you know, don't do that. Throw that crap out because that is crap. Just really know that those are going to be pockets of time and you've, you have worked for them. I really, my kids laugh at me because I hate the word deserve because it's not, it's you earned it. It's not you deserve it. It's you've earned that time. And it's something, if you've worked hard and you've worked hard to save your money for the program, you've worked hard just to eat you or to get yourself in health, you've earned that time to have a break. And so enjoy it and then get back on your horse again when you get back home. So like that will actually keep you happier and keep you on track much better as well. So, sorry, I just wanted to add that in no, there. No, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you saying that because I think uh, this is one of those parts of the show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her talk about obstacles and power through wellness. But I think if you're listening right now, please just take a moment to pause and go back a minute and listen to what Kelly said about, you know, earn versus deserve and then holding on to something so tightly and so rigidly that it won't be enjoyable anymore. You'll actually fail at it. I think those are two things that a lot of parents are dealing with right now when it comes to how they raise their kids or how their relationships are or how, you know, we are getting off, but this is why I like to do these shows. <laughs> my 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 daughter is sick today. My oldest, and she never gets sick. Never gets sick. Woke up, fever, coughing. It's not strep. Oh, thank God. Poor baby. So we we get back from the doctor's office, and she was upset because she wasn't going to have perfect attendance. And this is a, a nine-year-old. This is a nine-year-old. And I, yes. I, I asked her. I said, "Hey, why? Why does that matter so much to you?" Well. Because, you know, it's, I just, and of course you can't really verbalize it because she doesn't know. It's, it's kind of one of those things that I'm not going to blame the school system or the teachers, but they really like, of course they want perfect attendance. They want the kids there all the time. And, and I, uh, I agree with that, but no, I mean, I, I kind of agree with it, but it's like, I'm trying to get to her. Like, why are you putting this added pressure on yourself to be at school every day? Yeah. Like I'm not at work every day, and you don't see <laughs> you don't see me complaining about that. And I said, "Hey, um, quick question: Do you wake up in the morning and like want to be happy every day? Like, do you tell yourself that?" Well, well, not really. No, I was like, "But, but that's something that you can't like. You can be happy. You can want to be happy. There's gonna be days you don't. But like, why this arbitrary number?" And I again, I want people to understand what you said about the rigidity and just that approach that I'm going to hold on to this so tightly. I'm going to be dogmatic and it's it's it starts to lose its luster. It starts to lose that hey, I want to do this and it becomes I have to do this. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. um and this is I'm not the guest. I apologize, but I want you you said that, no, that and I said <laughs> you said that and I'm like <laughs> this is perfect timing. But um first of all, talk about let let's get into this. Talk about the website Power Through Wellness. What can people expect when they go to that website? All right, so that is, this has become my baby. In fact, I just got my trademark the other day. Like it took it took almost over a year to get that, which was fantastic. Congratulations, really that's awesome. Uh, so, you know, I was thinking about what to name my company and what is the whole the process there. And I really am a firm believer that your power comes from within. And I believe it's kind of a circular thing that you you become more well when you are powerful. And when you are well, you become powerful. And so it's just something that I just feel very deeply that you have that absolute control and autonomy. I mean, that's only you 
can dictate what your wellness is going to be like. You have the total power. And I think, unfortunately, you know, and that's where kind of where that deserved word comes through. We throw these things out like it's not your fault or anything like that. Now, there's a lot of things that, yes, I mean, boy, we could probably go down a whole diatribe about the the food and health industry and that kind of stuff and how it's been very misleading all these years. But what I really do firmly believe is that ultimately, though, ultimately you have control. And I just really hope that people will stop giving their control away and stop being a victim of their circumstances and or of the world around us because the fact that you have the ability, you have the power to be able to dictate where your life is going. Now, there might be some things that you might not have complete power over, like maybe your job or things like that. There's Those are things, but then you have to let go of that and just understand that you control what you can control and you'll be a much happier person, again, if you can focus in on what you can control and understand that that is fully in your power. So that's really where power through wellness came from. I... I, I think when people really break that down, what you just said is um, one of the most important things that a you know a maturing individual can learn. Because um, you know, I am I am never one to tell a a victim not to be a victim. There's plenty of things that happen that we have no control over. But you, right. the way you said it, is that. Hey, I understand you don't like this, you don't like that, you don't like all these hundreds of things. How many of them can you control? It's when you when you put it when it, when it all comes down to it, like there's a minimal amount of things we actually can't control. You mm-hmm. know, we can control how we react to things. We can control our health and wellness. You know, other than, you know, a a random autoimmune, you know, disorder that pops up. But even in those, like we can, we can find ways to mitigate those. But I think one of the things we have to learn in this day and age we live in right now, where everything is coming to us 24 seven, everything that's wrong in the world, everything that's wrong in our community, everything that's wrong with life, everything that's wrong with humans, it comes to us 24 seven. And it's like, how much of that can we actually control? So um, I think that's very poignant that you, you mentioned that. And when it comes to obstacles, and you've already talked about the, you know, the obstacles you have, of course, with your, your, your husband's surgery and, you know, what you've learned from that. Um, you have obstacles with, you know, driving the, what was it, 3,000 miles or th- however many miles you said. 30. 30. 30. I apologize. 30,000. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for, thank you for <laughs> correcting me. 30,000. Let me uh, tell you, I rolled through cars every three years. I'm like, it got to that 90,000 mile mark. And I'm like, yep, time to get a new car. Time to get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, what, you, have you been to the moon and back? What's going on here? So, um, but, and you've kind of, I would assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that all these experiences have kind of taught you how you react to obstacles and how the oh, best yeah. way you know how to react. And but kind of talk about when you, you know, talk to people about getting through their obstacles when they, and let's talk about because people can see an obstacle as this huge, rigid, unmovable or immovable wall in front of them that they can't do anything about. Or it could be this little thing in front of them that they, they feel is really small, but in their brain it's big. So how do you help people deal with those obstacles? I know this is broad in general, but I kind of want to just let you go off on this. Oh, well, I can definitely go off on yeah. this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a book about it after all. Exactly. All right. 
Uh, so, you know, it's really kind of funny because I've always come at life with a positive attitude. And so is my husband, thankfully. I mean, he's just, I have to give him credit because he's been through the ringer with so many things and yet he still gets up and he's got bad days, but he still gets up and just, it's his positive attitude that is just fantastic. So we, uh, like I said, my husband, we found it. My husband had was experiencing double vision and finally, after five years, told me about it in 2013. That led us through another year of going back and forth and me annoying the crap out of him to go to a doctor because he's a Marine and, you know, Marines won't go to doctors at all, you know. Um, but so he finally did. We, we finally eventually figured out that he had like this thing called this pineal gland cystic mass sitting in the middle of his brain. So we had that surgery in 2014. So this is coming around to obstacles, I promise. So this started this path down going through to all of these obstacle courses. And because that was friends, some friends introduced me to them while he was on bed rest and which was great because my back had gone out on me and I needed something to encourage me to get physical again. Cause I was, I was the caretaker. Our kids, we were in our early forties. Our kids were young. Uh, and just like everything felt like it was breaking apart and falling apart. So while we were doing the obstacle course, my husband and the kids were there and they're like, oh my gosh, this looks like so much fun. I want to go through, I want to go do one, but he of course needed to recover. So I start out the book with recovery. We're always recovering from something, no matter what it is, whether it's a limiting belief or a physical thing, or you're something you're dealing with something, but the biggest thing to overcoming your recovery and getting through that is your attitude is the thought that, okay, this may suck and I don't like it, but I've got to find a way through it. There's always, I mean, there is always a way through it. Like we just did the Spartan trifecta this weekend and on the field, there were people who were in wheelchairs. There was somebody who had, who didn't have, you know, had a leg amputated. So they had the, I call it the springy leg and I have no idea. I'm sure there's probably something really more appropriate than call it the springy leg. But anyway, I mean, they're still out there. Like it's our excuses that we give ourselves and you have to work your way through that. And what I asked my husband one time, and I love this, I put this in the book as well. It's like, like, how do you keep that positive attitude? And he says, I think of a three-legged dog. And if you think of this, think of a three-legged dog. A three-legged dog does not know that it's missing a leg. It doesn't care. It just comes to you. Like you were mentioning when you came home, your dog was like, oh, I'm so excited to see you. You know, that's how dogs are. They're, they're, you're their people and they are excited and they're going to run with you. They're going to, they are going to do everything they can to keep going. They don't focus on the fact that they're missing a lick. So it's where you put your focus and your attention is where all of your energy is going to go. So if it's if you're focusing on the thing that you're missing and you're lacking, then that's just going to drag you down. If you focus on what you have and what you you can do, that will lift you up. Energy in, energy out. It's yeah. and it 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 whether that energy is is positive, you know, focusing on that you know how you can get through this or that energy is negative you continue to focus on the obstacle continue to focus right. on the negative like it's gonna it's just like it's just like you know the the the, the cow the dense calories or the calories that are those ones that are supposed to be used immediately like it's it's a difference on how they're used and how they're burned and energy is the same way and you're absolutely right about recovery um 
because even most, most most of the runs we do are considered recovery runs. Like you cannot do a high intensity run every day. That's not going to help you at all. Oh gosh, no. Um, yeah. So it it, um, it I think there's so many there's so many things that line up at that kind of matchup when we talk about the you know the obstacles when we talk about the energies when we talk about you know just the attitude that we have towards the things in our life so you mentioned the book and um everybody there'll be a a link to it. it's called lessons from the obstacle course five strategies to conquer the muddy fields of life uh, we were just talking about the muddy fields of was it lacrosse? Was that what we were talking about before the show? Yes. Or, yeah, yes, we were talking we were. about muddy fields. So yeah. everything I tell you, everything matches up. But um, kind of talk about the it, and everybody knows this who listens to the show. I am absolutely enamored with authors. I think that is the coolest thing in the world to say. I wrote a book. Um, just what you have to go through to get it published, and editors, and all that. I mean, all that rewrites, and hey, use this instead of that. But kind of talk about the genesis of the book. What made you write it? What was kind of that motivating factor for you to put, you know, words to paper and put it in a book? Um, lots of encouragements from crazy friends. So that's always a good one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, crazy friends. We <laughs> appreciate you. Crazy friends. Love my crazy friends. Um, you know, actually, I never thought I would write a book. In fact, I hate writing. So there's there's something for you writers out there who think about that because it's not my favorite thing to do. Um, you know, I, I was talking to someone about the fact of our obstacle courses because we do about three a year and we're not coming up on our 10th year of doing them. And I was talking about some of the thought process and the mindset to get through these courses. Because really, to get through an obstacle on the course, you just have this mindset of, I'm going to do this. Why not? And you're, you're there. Like, you paid the money. For some reason, we pay an absorbent amount of money for somebody to put us through hell sometimes. <laughs> I really question my sanity at these days. But... You know, you're, you come at it with such a different mindset because like, it's not this obstacle. It's like, oh crap, this obstacle's here. It's okay. That looks really tough. I'm scared. And I've got a few of those in there that I've been really scared about. And uh, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to give it my best. And I thought, why can't we apply that same mentality to our life? Like life is just one big obstacle course. It really is. Like you're not going to get through this unscathed. If you get through this without failing or bruising, you didn't live. I'm like, I'm sorry. You just didn't. You just got to get out there and just go. And that's the attitude we have on the course. And so I started going through a lot of the, my feelings and my thoughts, because like a lot of the obstacles, it took me a few courses to get through over a period of time. And I just kept at it. And one was just one, one obstacle in particular was my daughter was with me at this time and she was 12 years old. And it'd take me three. It was the third time I hit this wall, three different obstacle courses, and I couldn't get over it before. And I'm hanging from the top of it, chicken wing going, you know, completely throwing all the doubts in my mind going, why am I here? what kind of idiot am I? I'm like, seriously, Kelly, what's your problem? Like, why do you have to get over this thing? And then my daughter is down below. I hear her go, you got this mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's not about me. Like everything like did a complete 180. And I'm like, I got to get my butt over this thing because she's got to get over this thing. And it just really, as I was recapping that whole thing and that process in my mind, it just really hit me how important it is 
my job as a mom and as being the, you know, the, the influencer or, you know, the role model for my kids in that, you know, it's okay for them to see us fail. It's okay for them to see us struggle, but even more so, it's more important for them to see us keep trying and keep at it. And because they know that those are the things that they're going to go through and that everything that I do, my kids are front and center. And then my husband, (laughs) but you know, he's still there anyway. Um, but then, but I also talk about from that standpoint too, there are a lot of obstacles I wasn't able to get over if it wasn't for his support and he's my rock. Like I wouldn't be here. I would not have written the book if it hadn't been for his unwavering support of me. So understanding and knowing who those people are in your life is so vitally important and understanding who you are for people who, what, what you represent a rock for others as well too. And so there's just lots of little analogies that as many times as you go and do these courses, you kind of apply to your life. Uh, and Lately, the biggest one that I think is like the most, the big, that I love the most is the collaboration. And that's, I've got a section on collaboration about the teamwork that you do not meet a stranger on these courses. Everybody, we all realize, okay, we all signed up for this thing and we have no idea why we're here, but we're here. So you just help each other. You, I mean, it just without question, like you don't think about it. You just jump in and you help another person. Like there was um, twice on this one wall, I had to get over two different guys. Cause we did the, when you do the trifecta weekend, you have to hit some of these obstacles a few times. And so the second, each day there was a different guy that came up. My husband was at the top and there's another guy, random man, have no idea who they are. Who's like, here, let me help you. And gave me a, a place to put my foot so I could get going. And then they went along the course. We'll never meet this person again. Why can't we do that in life? Why can't we do that? It's, you know, it's the whole, the first part of that, it's the whole oxygen mask thing on the airplane. You know, put your, put yours on before you can help somebody else's. And I think you touched on that in, in, you know, your role as a, as a mother. Like I, you know, there's so many parents out there that, that will think their life is for the, everything I do has to be for my kids. Like I, I have to be so self-sacrificing. I have to be so empathetic all the time. I can't ever put myself first. And, you know, you had to put yourself first in that situation Mm -hmm. because it's like, wait a second, I have my 12 year old daughter behind me. Like, and it's, you know, how many times have we said, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And, you know, we want to teach, we want to say the right things, but we don't want to act on the right things. And uh, I, I think that's a great analogy for the fact that you have to take care of yourself as a, as a wife and a mother. You have to mentally, physically, finance, you have to do those things for yourself to do them for your family. Like it can't yeah. be the opposite. Like you can't take care of everyone in your family and then think that you're going to take care of yourself in doing that. It doesn't work like that. Um, no. And I had to learn, I, listen, I had to learn that as a father too. And as a friend, as a husband, mm-hmm. as a coworker, I had to learn, I, I would take care of everyone else first and think that, oh, I, I've taken care of them. I should be good now. And no, like the belt line got a little bigger you know, joints started to ache a little more. And it's like, wait a second, this, <laughs> this is not working the way I wanted it to work out. Um, but, you know, one of the things that you, you definitely talk about also is, and I, I heard this great 
line today when it came to, to aging and fitness was uh, motion is lotion. Talking about, you know, keeping <laughs> the joints loose and keeping the body. Mo- I, I thought that was really fun. But um, you and I have already, you know, set our ages and, and multiple times and we don't have to get into that anymore. But uh, we're not in our 20s anymore. And um, <laughs> Nope. I'm actually not. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you are. Maybe you are. I apologize. Maybe you are. I'm not. Um, no, me- mentally or physically? Let's oh, talk there about we that. Go. Which one uh, we m- m- mentally, <laughs> I am. I am a 13 year old mentally. I have the the. <laughs> I have the. Oh, but I digress. So as we, you know, as we age, as we get older, like one of the things that a lot of people just figure is that I'm going to go out into the sunset. I've done what I needed to do. I'm good to go. I got people that are going to take care of me, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, I want to, I want to live life. Like I still want to be active. I still want to have fun. Um, and the great thing about this is that if you introduce some type of weight program or fitness program and you, you know, it helps with osteoporosis, helps with joints, helps, you know, keep the muscles lean and helps keep you active, helps with brain health helps with all that stuff so when you know you talk to people about the importance of staying active as they age kind of talk about why it is so important and what people need to know about it oh absolutely that's a huge one and that Mm. that that's i'll get on my soapbox on this one um (laughs) so I, i i'm over 50 and i am in the i'm in better health now than I was in my 20s. And there's, you know, for us, there's a couple reasons. Um, but I think the biggest, you have to stay healthy. You you have got to add, especially women out there, I am speaking to you girls, you have got to add some sort of strength training, whether it be resistance or pick up the dumbbells or whatever. Don't be afraid of them. I used to be afraid of weight training. I honestly did. I was a cardio girl. I was like, I'll run, I'll do, I'll do all the aerobics. I was step aerobic queen. I could fly across that stuff like nobody's business. And you know, the age when step aerobics was first coming out, right? But I when when I added strength training, I added strength training because we fell in love with the obstacle courses, and I realized I was weak, and that was what was causing my fear. And so I knew I had to to add the weights to get stronger. So I had to face my fear. And I think that's where a lot of women come in when it comes to weight training and the, I, you know, I don't know what this is going to do. I don't want to bulk up. I don't want to, you know, it's uncomfortable. I don't want to go into the gym. Now I see more and more folks doing weight training, which is fantastic, but you really do have to, because as women over 50, we will lose, we lose muscle mass faster. And when you lose muscle mass faster, it, it, my understanding, and I probably have this scientifically incorrect, so please don't get me on this one, but I know my understanding is it also pulls calcium from your bones and that creates the osteoporosis along with a whole bunch of other things that happen. I know I'm not perfectly science. I was not a science person, but I do know enough that if you do that, that's what then creates those weak bones and other issues down the road. Plus, when you're doing the strength and the balance training, it it helps and prevents you from falling. Like I try to do a lot of balance training when we were doing, we had this, the last time we had to carry this stupid bag and we're going down a hill. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> and this guy behind me, um, just, I had this my, on my shirt. I have no pain, no gain, no bruise, no story. Well, as we're going down this hill, this stupid little 
twig grabbed my foot and I almost just bit it right there. And he's like, you almost made your shirt a reality. I'm like, yes, but I didn't. So there's a couple things too that happens when you do really pay attention to your health and you work through uh, strengthening your body, you also strengthen your ability to prevent your falls. And if you can prevent your falls, then you can prevent that damage that happens from those falls. Plus you do, your body needs, your brain needs it. Your body needs it. You'll feel better. I like that's kind of, like I said, you get that power back and that becomes, makes you more well. And it's the same thing with men as well, too. I mean, my husband's stronger than he's probably ever been, uh, because we keep, we keep at it. Plus he has to with his condition because he's got to keep his body moving or cause it's kind of an, it's in the camp of MS, but, um, it's not MS. It's just in that kind of area. But if he doesn't keep his body moving, then he will atrophy much, much faster. So there is incentive to do that as well. But I will leave your listeners with this one. This was such a beautiful reason why. On the course this weekend, we happened to come up and talk to this gentleman and we just struck up a conversation and turns out he's 73 years old. And so I asked him like, you know, how long have you been doing these courses? He's like, oh, about four years. So 69 when he started. I was like, okay, that's an interesting time to start. What made you start? And he said, because I went to my doctor and my A1C level was really high. And it was, I was, it was either a life of pills or I lose that 30, 40 pounds that was creating. And I changed the way my health was. Guess what route he chose? So you have the choice being healthy not only will keep you from having all those medical diagnosis, maybe not everything, but all the stuff you can control again, about back to what you can control and what you can't control. You can control, I think it's like 80% of the, the bad diseases out there are self-inflicted. So if you can control 80% of what you self-inflict, there is a really darn good reason to keep yourself healthy. And, and kudos to that man for, you know, for going to his primary care. I think a lot of us forget how important it is to, you know, map out our health and yeah. at least understand what we are going through. And one question I ask, everybody who comes on this show that, that is in kind of your realm of health and fitness who, who um, do this for a living, I always ask this one question because I, I, the more people who answer this, I think the more will understand what I'm trying to get to. And somebody comes to you and says, Kelly, I love what you're doing. And by the way, Kelly decided to wear the, the tank top to show off the guns today. So it's, it's you know, she is in great shape. She, she, she did it on purpose. She did it on purpose. I know she did. But um, um, so somebody comes to you and says, Kelly, I love what you're doing. I see, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I love the obstacle stuff. I've read the book, all this stuff. But Kelly, I just... I don't have time. You know, I got the twins and I got this and I got this over here. I got the PTA. I got the bake sale. I, you know, I need, I just don't have the time. Good. Kelly, how do you respond to that? Well, you're going to have to make the time. Um, and I, I, I come at it. I'm an exer. I come at it with a little tough love, but you, you will, you, you have to, you have to make the time. I mean, the period you do. So you figure out your pockets. Like, so I'm lucky now. I mean, now I've been through it because my kids are now 18 and 20, but I traveled all the time and my kids were in traveling sports. 
So we were always on the road and we were, you know, we had corporate jobs. We were running back and forth through everything. Our time was, our time was very limited. And so there were many times when I got out at five o'clock in the morning and I got my workout in, I did my run at five o'clock in the morning. There were many times where when the kids were at the cross practice, uh, it was an hour and a half. I'm like, okay, I got an hour and a half. I can either sit in my car or I can go run. I, many times I just did laps around the field or I would go and find a place where I could go get a run in. Um, there's, you just, you have to look at your day and if your health is important, that's the biggest thing. First, you have to decide, is your health important? Is this important? Is taking care of mama important? Which I would 110% say taking care of mama and taking care of data is very important. You have to. So you, you just figure out a way, you figure your pockets, you figure your time to move and just moving 10 minutes a day. Even if you just get up, like I have a standing desk. So when I'm doing a lot of work, I will pop my desk up and I will stand it up. You can get creative. Like, especially if you're a nine to five job and you're sitting at a desk, don't stand, don't sit the whole time. Get up and jump, get, go down, drop and do push-ups or do little pockets of every 10 minutes. Put your watch on and make yourself, you know, stop. We all have time. You, we all have the same 24 seven. So you just have to kind of look at your life and figure out what's important. Is it important for you to be healthy? Is it important for you to move? And if that is important, which I think you and I could argue, Mark, that it's extremely important, <laughs> then you have, to, you have to, you just find your little pockets and, and start small. Start with a little small pocket and you will be surprised at how much better you feel. You'll want to make that pocket larger and you will start to find other things and get your friends involved. Like, you know, if you've got a bunch of soccer moms out there, grab them and say, girls, we're walking. You know, or just, you know, I have a real good friend of mine who we made a, a point to go walk every Saturday morning. So, and, and run, we were training for half marathons. So we're like, okay, let's go make sure every Saturday morning we went and ran. You can find the time if you have the desire. I love that. I love every bit of that because um, I, I think one, one thing I'll add to that is that starting small is a is a huge part of it. If this is if you haven't been active in years, like if it's been if you like like a month off, I understand that. But if like you listen to this show today and you're like, God, she has a point. I'm gonna start. Please, like five, ten minutes, you know, small weights, resistance, things like do not go PRing stuff for an hour <laughs> today. Don't please don't yep. don't do that. <laughs> um because the last thing we want is for you to be injured. But I think a part of that is don't, if you're motivated now, if you've heard this right now and you're motivated, don't put this off until, hey, you know what, Monday I'm starting. Like if you're motivated now, do 10 minutes of something right now because you're not going to have that same motivation. You can't be disciplined into motivation, but your motivation can turn into discipline. There's a big difference. And that's another show to explain what I just oh, said. Oh, yeah, that's or what a great I mean. point. That's, a, that's another show. Because <laughs> I don't know how many times, like, in my fitness journey, I was like, man, I would, like, watch a movie, like, 300. And be like, man, they are ripped. I am, Monday, a week from Thursday, I'm going to start. And it's like, <laughs> it's like exactly. week, a week from exactly. Thursday came, and like, Ah, uh, it was a good movie. It was decent. I mean, it was all right. I didn't, didn't really like it, but 
mean, it was okay. It is but, so true. So, strike while the iron is hot, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Like if you, you're yeah. writing your book and like something comes to you, it's like, oh yeah, this is a great point. I'm going to remember this in two days. Like, nope. Nope. You're not. You're not. You're not. So, you're um, well, Kelly, this has been great. Please tell us how do we get in contact with you? How do we learn more about what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. So, uh, you can reach out on my website. It's kellymagdan.com and K-E-L-L-Y, just the Y, M-A-J-D-A-N. So like Major Dan, think of bring a little Forrest Gump in there, Major Dan, Major Dan. And then I, from there, you have links to all my social media. Uh, Power Through Wellness is on Instagram and Facebook, as well as LinkedIn. And then you can find me on LinkedIn as well, too. So all of those links are out there. And like I say, every show, you can pause it right now and go to the show notes and you will find a link to her website and a link <laughs> to the book. Also, again, let me repeat that for you. The book is called Lessons from the Obstacle Course, Five Strategies to Conquer the Muddy Fields of Life. Kelly, this has been great. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for taking time to be on the show. You take care of yourself and I look forward to the next time that we chat. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a lot of fun today. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AMRun to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.